Hello and welcome to the Scottish Tech Army podcast. I'm Kirsty McIntosh. I'm an STA volunteer and I'm here to bring you stories and news from both within the STA community and the organisations that we're helping. I'm very pleased to say that we've got PJ Co and Alistair Forbes uh, uh, with us on the podcast today. Uh, it's been an amazing experience being involved with the Tech Army from my point of view, but I would imagine from Alistair and Pete's it's been quite a ride. So uh, welcome both of you to the STA podcast. Thanks for Thank you. Uh, I was, uh, I don't really want to kind of go back over the history of how the STA came about. I think most of us within the community are probably quite familiar with it now, but um, it certainly seems to have been a lot more successful than I expected it to be. And I wondered how, how you felt about it, Alistair. Is this, is this what you were expecting? I think it's probably fair to say it's what we would have dreamt of, actually. I think it was very uncertain when we, we got started as to what the response would be. But we've been really gratified by the response of both the volunteer community that have signed up and also the people who've helped support um, publicise what we're doing. Uh, we've had tremendous support from around the Scottish business community, the Scottish third sector, Scottish government, all of whom have been um, helping to promote what we've been doing. And I think that's made a massive difference in terms of the visibility. And that in turn has driven both volunteer signups and also project suggestions from the various organisations that we're trying to reach. So uh, where we are now, I think, is, is a great outcome in terms of both the impact we can have with the organisations we're working with and every bit as much for the volunteers and the community that we create. Yeah, it's been, it's been a very exciting ride. I actually signed up on day one. Um, I didn't realise it was day one, but I signed up on day one anyway. Um, so it's been, there you go. It's been first quite responder. Something. Yes, I'm a first responder. So it was quite something to see it to explode. What about you, Pete? How do you feel about it? Yeah, humbled, really. I, I, I think, you know, when Alice and I were first kicking this idea around, uh, we didn't actually discuss the, the number of people that we expected. All we really realised was that we, we wanted enough people uh, with enough technical skills that we could be credible uh, to the organizations that we're trying to help, which really focus on Scotland's third sector or charity sector, and also the government. We, all, we also realized, of course, that uh, as keen as the, um, the Scottish government digital directive, um, which it, it, it includes the CivTech team, and uh, it was keen to support the idea around the Scottish Tech Army, that we also uh, couldn't just rely on them for projects. So when Alistair is, is the uh, technical brains behind the army, he built the website, he, he built the back-end capture mechanism, and, and also, you know, it, very importantly, not just uh, having a channel for volunteers to register, uh, but for people to register projects. And we've seen nearly 200 projects submitted through that channel now, in addition uh, to the projects that we've, we've had uh, submitted directly uh, from, from the Scottish Government. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a... Um... You've made it so easy, actually, both to register as a volunteer, but also to submit uh, uh, projects. Because I, I submitted a project on the day I registered as a volunteer as well, and, that, and that's still an active project today, which is which has been wonderful for me. But you made it very easy for me to do that. It could have been quite, you know, you could have quite easily made it a very kind of complicated issue about trying to justify your your credentials for for getting involved, and 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 you didn't. And I think that's that's been one of the really sort of great things, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why it's actually been so easy to sort of draw in, you know, a big a big pool of volunteers. Um, so has it sent you down a kind of road that you weren't expecting then? I mean, it's, um, it's really fantastic to hear, you know, talk of collaborating with CivTech and things, but did you, did you expect it to, to push you down the road that, it, that you're travelling just now? I think, yes. I think it, it, what we're seeing is that the, the Scottish uh, tech uh, system is getting, is getting more and more joined up. 
and as is this whole need to really join up um, everyone that's going to be supporting uh, the younger and less experienced uh, technologists through the biggest recession that we're going to see in our lifetimes. So we're actively talking to Scotland um, IS, the Scotland's largest trade association with nearly a thousand companies. We're also in, in discussions with uh, the, the, the management at CodeClan. Um, indeed, we've got probably nearly 100 uh, CodeClan graduates uh, from different programs in the Scottish Czech Army now. So we're trying to make it easier uh, for people to join the army and actually do meaningful work uh, during this downturn. So we're, this, this is really the next phase of the Scottish Tech Army, which we're calling STA2. Uh, it's building a core team. It's also finding meaningful projects where people can get some real work experience uh, during what is going to be a deep uh, uh, downturn. Uh, so they're really ready to help Scot Scotland's economy recover in the next uh, 12 to 18 months as we come out of, out of the recession. Good stuff. What about you, Alistair? Yeah, I think picking up on a couple of things that, that Peter mentioned there, when we set it up, it was very much an immediate response type of uh, effort. And there wasn't necessarily an expectation that there would be a longer term role for the Scottish Tech Army. And what we've seen in the in the relatively short time, still two months that we've been going, is that there is definitely a role for the Scottish Tech Army in the medium to longer term. And we're just refining what that's going to look like. Um, you know, Peter's touched on the, the skills agenda. That's a really important part of it for uh, people in the tech industry itself and very much for the third sector in Scotland. And we've seen that the demand is, is huge. They, as a sector, I think people in the sector themselves would say that they haven't necessarily been at the front of the queue when it's been um, in relation to looking at implementing technology and digital solutions. But I think they're, they're having their eyes opened, uh, both uh, because they, they have a need to do that because of the situation that everybody has been in over the last three months or so, but also they're starting to get an idea of what the art of the possible is. And I think, you know, to your point, Kirsty, about trying to make it as easy as possible for people to sign up, the intention was really to get people just to tell us what their problems were and for us to be the people who translate that into what a solution might look like. So that's been really great. I think another thing which we certainly weren't thinking about at the outset was that we're now very much focusing on how can we make these solutions as scalable as possible. And the idea now is very much as we go into a project to think about it in this, in the context of who else might be able to use a solution like this. And mentioned in the weekly update last week that we now have the team that did the work with voluntary services Aberdeen to put in place the solution to manage their PPE inventory they're now looking at, they're not looking at, they're actively working on creating a scalable solution that we can now offer out to many organizations around Scotland to give them access to the same sort of capabilities in a really easy way. So basically it's like signing up for any other web service. You know, you, you go onto a sign up page, you create your account, you enter your data and you're up and running. And that's definitely not something that we had envisaged at the outset, but it really is gonna make a, a big impact, I think, by focusing on that scalability. Yeah, I think um, I'm a trustee of a charity as well. And I think that um, it's it's going to be the, uh, really fantastic to watch the third sector realise that this is a resource that's available to them. And as you say, to sort of show them the art of the, of the possible and really sort of try and get the message across to them that digitisation helps them help more people more quickly more effectively and it's not something to be afraid of and and now because of the tech army the finance side of it potentially is is not the barrier to not even being willing to think about some of these things because the assumption has always been that they can't afford to do it 
so I think that's I think that's been one of the really great sort of positive messages that the the tech army can take out into into the third sector is that that there is this resource that's never been available to them before um and please use it and i think that's absolutely fantastic yeah and so, it really resonates with the agenda that the scottish government has as well because they are very keen to support digitization of the third sector the scottish government obviously funds a lot of third sector organizations either directly or indirectly so from their perspective the more effective that money can be put to work the more value they're going to get for the investment they're making in the sector so it very much resonates with them as well indeed so we really are we really are making a difference and that's that's it's so exciting to be some part of something like that we really are and, and we're starting to work with organizations that can help to spread the word and in terms of our capability in this whole art of the possible throughout the, the charitable sector and i've been doing a number of kind of external kind of speeches uh, at innovation and events uh, hosted by recruitment firms and, and other firms, just to really, uh, which we've been kindly offered to uh, profile the Scottish Tech Army to different organizations, uh, both in, in um, throughout industry to talk about corporate social responsibility, but also in the charitable sector, where we can talk about some of the projects that we've been doing and start to engage. And, and Christy, you've been very kind to sort of pick up a kind of lead uh, interaction where, where you're helping on board and sort of jungle guide uh, some of these charities through um, the the application process um, in, into the Scottish Tech Army, and and other people are, are obviously keen to help in that process as well. Uh, but you know we we're now at the point where and you know we've really come from nothing over the last sort of two and a half months or so, and so there's a credibility issue with, with a lot of long-standing existing kind of service personnel, um, and and so we we're starting to uh, earn the respect of people, and and people are getting to know the capability indeed getting to know team members that have worked on individual uh, uh, projects for the Scottish Government. We're getting a lot of very positive feedback uh, from those interactions. And, and so hence more credibility and more projects to come. We're, we're now, we've now been asked by SVCO uh, to, to actually promote the Scottish Tech Army on, on uh, one of their blogs. Uh, we're also been talking to the largest charitable trade association in Scotland. And, and um, they've, they've got a, a membership of over 500 and, and charity CEOs that are part of their trade association, and they've had, had asked us to provide some promotional material as well. So the word really is getting out there, and yeah. and uh, with uh, with our two month anniversary or birthday, I guess um, <laughs> if it is a birthday, uh, we we got a lot of uh, press uh, through um, Hot Tin Roof, who who've been a pro bono uh, supporter to the Scottish Tech Army since the start. So um, that's again helping to raise our profile and attract more uh, projects. Mm -hmm. So I've never um, I've never worked for a startup uh, in my my working life. But is this is this what working in a startup is actually really like? That you kind of I think the expression you always used to use, Alistair, was you're kind of building building the aircraft as it's already forty thousand feet in the air. I mean, is this is is this are we all experiencing um, a startup? Um, well, it, it's a really interesting question because you know, Peter and I. As you know, both come from the world of uh, early stage companies, startups, scale up companies. And so we've operated in high growth environments for, for quite a long time. But we have on a number of occasions both said, we've actually never experienced something that's grown at this rate. Uh, it is unique in our experience, which is phenomenal. And it's, it's really uh, energizing to see the level of commitment that so many volunteers have put into this. And we set it up initially with the backdrop of the furlough scheme and therefore thinking people who were in a furlough and potentially people who, whose roles have been made redundant or might be made redundant. And we've had lots of people who are in those kind of situations 
but as Peter mentioned, we've had tremendous response from early stage tech professionals who are just at the start of their careers and are looking for roles. So giving them the opportunity to get some experience that will help them on that journey. Uh, and also really a surprising number of people who are in full-time employment, but just want to contribute. They really want to make a difference. Yeah. And so they are really going above and beyond in terms of their, you committing their own personal time over and above a full-time job. And you know there are quite a number of people who are in that situation as well. So that level of commitment, that level of engagement has been extraordinary. And yeah. even more so when you think that you know, we've got nine a thousand people now who have signed up as volunteers, none of whom knew each other, never met each other, and yet there, there's just this tremendous uh, swell of energy that's come out of this group of people. And numerous times people have said that the mere fact of participating in this has been an experience that is really making a difference for them. And the willingness of people to engage with other people, to identify a need, to, to step forward, to jump in and to work together has been really inspiring and it's fantastic to see. Yeah. yeah, and just to add, just to add to that, like, I, I remember early on we, we you know, when we, we when we kind of lit the the torch paper paper that launched the Scottish Tech Army, we we didn't really know what to expect, and and you know suddenly, literally hundreds of people were signing up. It, it was on almost you know certainly every every few every hundred, then every two, then five hundred, and we 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 really we were really as I mentioned before humbled by this, but also you know we're trying to. In the nicest possible way, set some parameters. But you know, the only thing that that um, we really did was sort of agree, sort of what the sort of tech platform. You know, people had their favorite, you know, tech platform they wanted to bring to the army, and we, we, there was a little bit of marshalling around that and, and some polling done. But you know, pretty soon it settled into a, a semblance of order that that we see today. And in fact, the great work being done in terms of the back end with the book of knowledge and and all the project management um, skills and and in the teaming and and now you know that that's been even further refined with the launch this week that Alistair can give more detail about, but it's really, in my view, just making it much easier for people to find projects, engage with projects, because, you know, when you land in the army, it can, people saying it's a bit of a confusing place. So all of this kind of intelligence and community spirit behind it, you know, Maria and, and, and so many people have done such a great job, you know, helping to build and orchestrate this and make people feel welcome. And it, somebody very early on was asking questions, said, well, what if there's a dispute? You know, how do we handle that? And, and Alistair and I were, well, we, we, you know, we were both of the mindset, well, why, why, why would there be one? And in fact, I, I personally haven't seen any disputes in the army. I think the only time we've had any problems in the army is over enthusiastic, uh, too many people wanting to do similar things and occasionally bumping into each other. Uh, so, you know, the, the, it, but it, it's been this, this whole network thing. And that, that for us is a big legacy piece. And, and, you know, we like to think that once you join the army, you never actually leave. And it, it, we celebrate when people are going back to work. You know, we, we've, we've had, you know, uh, Christy Irving, who, who was uh, leading our Marcoms, has, has returned, I think, the first day back today. Um, Yavor, who was helping out with some impact analysis, and Johnny as well have, have recently left uh, to return to work. So, you know, we're delighted by that. But it, it also, uh, uh, of course, uh, gives more opportunity for, for new people to get involved and support some of these projects as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, my own experience of the, of the, this, actually the sheer size of the community, you know, the, ability, the fact that you can actually reach out and ask for, you know, a connection or some assistance with something is, has really been fantastic. And the community building that's been going on has been good. You know, we're, we're sort of trying to build 
you know, clear pathways for people if they're trying to get a mentor, if they're trying to get some experience in a particular thing. I think with the code clanners in particular, you know, the, the opportunity to actually use those new skills that they've just come out from code clan with is, is, is a fantastic opportunity for them. And I think, I do, I do kind of jokingly say this, but I think I might be slightly more serious, that it's amazing what happens when money and politics aren't involved. You know, people just kind of get stuck right in about it and, and get things done. And, and in a way, it's a bit like, it's a bit like starting a cafe, you know, with a with a paste table that your mum had in her garage and a couple of plastic chairs. And, and, and that's how we sort of started off. And now we're beginning to kind of refine things as we sort of kind of get on. And it's really nice to kind of be involved in all of those iterations of the tech army. Sort of every single day, something new kind of comes along. And it's uh, uh, it can be a bit of a kind of a minefield a little bit, you know, for, for new arrivals at the moment. But we're trying to do a lot about that to make sure that those pathways are much, are much clearer. We've got community hosts now that are now welcoming new members in and sort of giving them a bit of a tour of the jungle <laughs> and showing them and showing them where to go and what to do. So hopefully as well, that will help people sort of engage quickly right from the very, very beginning, because they'll get so much from it. I do say that whatever you put in, you get out tenfold. Uh, so uh, is there anything in particular that's happened over the last few weeks that's particularly sort of surprised or delighted you um, i suppose i'm thinking possibly about the white stripe donuts and uh, just to lob that in there but i wondered if there was there was anything else that had happened within the community that had uh, that had been completely left field for you i guess um there's lots of delighted us i think um that we uh, peter alluded to some of the stuff that's, that's happened literally this week so you know we've had feedback about how do i get um an overview of all the things that are going on, all the projects that are being resourced and all that sort of thing. So as a team of people has worked on that um, and we now have a place that we can do that. So that's great. You know, people heard the feedback, decided they wanted to solve the problem. And, you know, within a pretty short space of time, they put something together that, that makes a, a significant improvement for people. So that's fantastic. Watch that Donuts was, uh, was completely left field, absolutely. Um, and they're still waiting. They're still working on that difficult second album, I think. <laughs> um, and we're looking forward to seeing what that's going to be. And uh, I don't know if um, people who've been on a video call with Peter will see that uh, he has some musical instruments on the wall behind him and he has promised to to dust them off and to uh, put his headband on and do whatever needs to be done to uh, to contribute to that. So that's great. Um, I think uh, in terms of, of other things that have delighted us, uh, I would certainly point to this first project that we're turning into a product, uh, the team that uh, did the original project work has shown tremendous enthusiasm for taking that forwards. And so we're expecting within a really short space of time to have something that we can scale out to lots of organizations. And so that's, that's a tremendous uh, initiative. I think the, the other highlight of last week was the presentation to Scottish government of the work that the homebrew teams had done um, really phenomenal piece of work and you know two weeks from the challenge being laid down we had three teams that presented some really great work and within another 10 days they come together to form the, the super team and we're ready to present something that really impressed the people from Scottish Government we had uh, a team of half a dozen people from Scottish Government up to and including director level uh, in Scottish Government uh, you know Director of Digital, Chief Data Officer, Chief Design Officer, those kind of people, all of whom were so complimentary about the work that had been done. And really highlighting the fact that it's kind of like you were saying, Kirsty, it was very much a ground up initiative. So we literally all we did was said to the teams, there's the data feed, go knock yourselves out. And they really did. And you know, 
there's there's nothing um, that I think we've seen that you know that level of achievement in such a short space of time and taking what has been data that's been available but really not very accessible and turning it into something that is a really useful tool and that's that's tremendous so those would be some for me yeah what about yourself yeah, i'd just like to like to back that up and, and and i've heard nothing but compliments about the the way that whole data star project was uh, was built designed presented uh, it adds a huge amount of value it doesn't exist anywhere um, you know that data that COVID it's very sad data of course every data point is a, is a tragedy uh, a death through COVID-19 um, so or an infection and it's um, you know there's that's got legs um, the Scottish government is, is actually looking at, at how that can be used or and it, it, again additional data coming through um, it, now uh, the other highlight I'd like to point out is, is the, the response to the launch of the CivTech 5.0 uh, 10 challenges. There's been a, a, another channel set up in Slack for people that, that haven't seen that yet. Um, the responses are due in, in a couple of weeks. Um, so uh, there's uh, 20 plus people, the STA members in that channel already who are actually looking at how they can form um, and challenges. And just to, just to give a quick overview on that program, I'd encourage people to look at the website obviously for the details of the challenges, but this is actually a paid engagement model. So CivTech will pay 5K to an individual or groups that uh, get down selected into preparing some pilot stage work uh, for the challenge. If they're actually accepted into the challenge, they then have to form a limited company, but then they will get paid 20,000 pounds to help them do that and, and support some living costs. Then they're into about a 12 week accelerator with the demo day that's scheduled now for January. Um, and if, if they get into that uh, process, they're actually working to sell uh, their technology or their service into the Scottish government that has sponsored that challenge. And the outcome of that could, could be a, a first contract uh, for a new company uh, with a value of up to 200,000 uh, pounds from that government agency. So I've, I've been a big supporter of that program on their advisory board for the last three years. Um, I'm a big believer in actually helping SMEs sell to government. That's probably one of the most complex things that SME can do. So the CivTech 5.0 program, I'd certainly suggest that STA uh, Slackers check it out. Absolutely, and I think I think actually the homebrew challenge shows what the STA can do in terms of showing Scottish government the art of possible as well. So, uh, I think CivTech Five is an absolutely excellent route for for STAers to um, to really get kind of stuck in about those challenges are fascinating this this round out as well. There's some there's some really meaty problems there looking for looking for solutions. So it'll be really interesting to see how we how we get on with that. So what's next? What can we? Uh, uh, how long do we have to wait before we find out what STA two looks like? Not very long <laughs> at all now, and um, it is something that uh, obviously there's been a lot of thought going into. We've had a lot of input from a lot of people across the tech army, which helps with the, that thinking process. And um, and so we're 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 firming up on exactly what that looks like. Um, we have a a board call uh, at midday, uh, a regular Friday um, midday call, including Sandy Finlayson, who's the other director who's helped uh, with the setup and uh, promotion of the tech army. And um, so I think we're now at the stage where we're, we're getting ready to present to the group as a whole. And, and I would envisage that we'll set up a, a Zoom session for you know as many people as, as would like to join, that we can share that vision of where it's gonna go, get some more feedback from people, um, and start really on, on what the next phase of the journey looks like. That's fantastic. Well, um, hopefully you'll come back and talk to us on the podcast. Um, at the future, we'd like to come back and check in with the peer review on a, on a fairly regular basis, hopefully. So thank you both very much for your time today.
Well, thank you, Christy. I'm, I'm uh, delighted to speak to everyone. Yeah. Another great initiative from the STA. Thank you, Christy. Absolutely. Thank you. So there you have it. The future of the STA is bright by the sound of things. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you've got some stories that you'd like us to be talking about, please do get in touch. You can either direct message me on Slack or drop your ideas into the STA podcasts channel. Next week, we'll be talking to a couple of our volunteers who will be telling us about their experiences over the last few weeks. My thanks to John Pooey for his help in bringing this podcast together today. Bye for now.